Hello, everyone, and welcome to Board Builders, the podcast, your resource as a nonprofit governance leader to hear expert insights, explore new ideas, and learn about key concepts in the world of board governance. I'm Matt DeWolf, and with me is co-host Emily Hendershot. Emily, welcome. Hey, Matt. I'm so happy to be here today, and I am very excited about today's topic. Ooh, me too, me too. This is a fun one. So, you know, and it's springtime, and as nonprofits around the country are, are kind of adjusting to their fundraising plans, thanks to, or no thanks to, COVID-19 <laughs> disruptions, um, you know, I, I've, I've been kind of watching this, and, and with my alumni board at the college, um, there's a lot of changes happening there. And so this week, I had a conversation on Building Blocks Live with one of our colleagues, Bernadette Patton, on fundraising and how you and your board can really make sure you're poised for success um, as businesses everywhere kind of come out of this thing. Yeah, this is a great topic for where we're at right now. Everyone's thinking about money. So whether it's a nonprofit thinking about fundraising, associations thinking about membership dues, even personally thinking about um, unemployment and other things that may be lurking, um, everything is about money. And that's really, that's really life, but especially right now. And I don't know if you knew this, but my first job was for a grassroots fundraising. So I worked for the American Cancer Society doing community engagement. And this was during the 2008 recession. Woof. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, first of all, it was chaotic. Well, no, I mean, it was, but <laughs> it was really interesting because people either rise to the occasion or they don't. Um, but at that time, it was really all about relationships. Nothing beats relationship building, sharing your vision as an organization and how you make the world a better place. So even though during the recession, things were really hard for people, um, cancer is a personal topic that affects so many people. And so we still had folks rallying around us um, and, and trying to help move the mission forward. So it was important for us at that time to really paint a picture of how people could contribute to that better, better tomorrow. Um, and, and even for organizations now, as a board, when you're looking at how you address this crisis, it's really thinking about how you can help your constituents, your donors, be a hero in a story. And that means sharing with them regularly, making it personal. And I'm not talking the like savior complex, right, that sometimes comes up with fundraising and telling a story and getting people involved. It's really just more about making authentic connections and sharing stories with people about how they can contribute. Well, and at the end of the day, I mean, that's what it's all about, right? You have to make that human connection piece to fundraise effectively anyway. So um, I think it's now more important than ever to be able to have that relationship piece. There's great counsel um, in, in what you were just talking about, Emily. There's some great counsel also in, in what Bernadette and I had the chance to talk about because we focused on some of that, but a few other things too. So um, let's, let's take a quick listen to that interview. So Bernadette, if you could, would you just first uh, help everybody understand kind of your background and, and, and where you're coming from today? Sure. Thank you. Um, I found, I discovered nonprofits early in my career and just stuck around. I was having a lot of fun meeting interesting people and doing fun work. So I worked for a number of organizations, had a, a number of different functional roles. Over time was given some leadership opportunity and then was elevated to CEO. I served five different organizations 
as their CEO. Um, in the last organization I served, I had uh, 18 different bosses, right? <laughs> New boss every year. Um, now I am working with boards and with executive leaders of nonprofits, thinking about strategic planning, about board training, and also um, some executive leadership coaching. I'm also lucky enough to be working with two groups as a member of the board of directors. One is an educational organization, and the other is a traditional board or traditional nonprofit that actually is in the career transition space, look at helping people look for jobs. So we are really busy right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's no rest for the weary in, the, in that respect, that's for sure. No. So um, we've got the right person on board, so let's, uh, let's dive right in, shall we? Uh, sure. Bernadette, tell me, uh, what in the world do we need to keep top of mind as we try to think about fundraising efforts in a, in a COVID-19 space? Well, you know, anytime you're in a crisis, the, the first inclination might be to hide. There's fear um, and, and you want to run in the other direction. But in, in fact, this is the time where you need to focus on relationships and you need to focus on connections. The three to-dos are um, staying positive, staying mission-focused, and being creative. Uh, we need to get in front of our donors and, and potential donors. Um, we need to have an uplifting message. We need to be able to communicate our value proposition very concisely and professionally. Um, and we need to be upbeat because we believe in what we're doing. So those would probably be some of the first things to think about. Yeah, and with the, I mean, I love those three kind of takeaways because that's that's what we all need right now, right? It's a little bit of focus and a little bit of framework to help us stay clear on what we're doing. So stay right. positive, focus on mission, and get creative. So my favorite part of that is get creative. Um, there's lots of ways to interpret that. One of those is get creative on where to look for funding. And I know you, you've you been um, finding some information about what's available out there. Yeah, I was actually surfing around looking for some statistics to see how organizations are doing after they've canceled their fundraisers, right? How are they getting money? And it's either too early to know any statistics or nobody has any time to collect them. So I wasn't able to find statistics, but I did land on some organization web pages who do fundraising consulting for nonprofit organizations. And it was really interesting to um, see the themes that were common among all of these consulting firms to any web page visitor or um, and perhaps likely their um, their clients and it's about the same things it's about don't hide it's about be positive it's about um, uh, um, understanding where your strengths are um, it's about not trying to get too much bandwidth like focus uh, it's about understanding your staff. We can talk about that later too, but you know, all of your staff, whether it's the paid staff or your volunteers, their lives have gone topsy-turvy too. So um, not over committing them, not you know, having um, extraordinary expectations where you don't think there's bandwidth to actually pull it off. Um, so it's being real, it's being present. And then it's thinking about um, creative sources and new sources of funding. Um, so those are those are the common themes among all those websites. So with the um, the one thing that I wanted you to um, enlighten me on is what do we what do we look for when we start looking about um, looking at like community grants? Like what what does that even mean? What's available out there? How do I know if there's funding? T talk right. a little bit about that for me. 
Sure. I was really interested in some of these sites talking about emergency funds. So certainly the government has made the stimulus packages available and people know about those. Um, but there's also apparently money available through foundations, through donor advisor funds, through community trusts. Um, but the secret is you have to ask. So these organizations apparently will make money available, uh, but they don't necessarily reach out to their funded organizations to see if they need more money. They are waiting for people to approach them. So for an organization, certainly your first low hanging fruit is to contact the organizations who have funded you in the past. But think about going back to those organizations who have may, maybe have declined your applications or those organizations that are in the, your file folder that says someday I'm going to call them. This is the time to call them. If those organizations have emergency funds that are not being tapped, you could be in the right place at the right time. And going forward, you know, this is the great time to start dating. Let these organizations start to build a relationship with you. Let them begin to see exactly how you are serving your constituents, how clients are being treated, how well-trained the volunteers are, how mission-focused you and the organization and your board members are. Um, so that going forward, the next time you have an application for some funding, they will now know your organization and they, um, you know, the application will, will pop off the paper because they will have a personal experience with you. Yeah, the, the fascinating thing there is that uh, I love what you're saying about dusting off that wish list and like the people that maybe said no, because guess what? It's open season. Everything's upside right. down. Um, and right. So and and some some of the organizations that may have been funded may be out of business. Right. So you 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 know don't don't worry about who you're competing with. Um, organizations have money, and why not try for it? Right. Why not Why not your organization? Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Right. Um, the other big thing that I know um, comes across in really kind of fundraising one hundred and one, right, is like the foundational piece of it is you have to create relationships with people and now is no different. We need to continue to grow those relationships, correct? Right. Uh, many, many of the consulting firms talk about this being the time of relationships. They talk about, um, you know, reaching out, compassionate phone calls, doing wellness checks and even your funders and, and the donors. Um, uh, you know, as board members, you know, there's, a di there's a different role for you. You've got staff who are probably very talented and are doing the research, trying to figure out new fundraising initiatives or compiling lists or segmenting uh, so that the right people make the right kind of phone calls. Um, so certainly you want to follow up and you want to support them. And But when you're on the phone with those donors, you know, the first thing is, how are you, yeah. right? Everybody has been touched by this crisis in some way. They're, um, they're their business, perhaps, their family, their neighbors, um, even they may even have some own doubts of themselves about how they're going to get through this. Yeah. So having that first just compassionate, sensitive um, conversation uh, will go a long way. And it, it solidifies the relationship. The call doesn't have to be only about the ask. You are solidifying a relationship. Yeah, because the ask might not be in that phone call, right? It may, it may be a couple months down the road, but the fact that you took a moment to ask them how they're doing and just to have a genuine outreach that maybe isn't necessarily about asking for money, but it's just to say, hey, how are you? That, that means right. so much for people right now because we're all coming at this from varying places. And so, right. I mean, how good does it feel as a human when you can't have human contact to have, I don't know, virtual yeah. human contact? 
Right, right. Just to have somebody say, how are you? Yes. <laughs> when you're used to taking care of everybody else and right. somebody's taking care of you. And, you know, in those phone calls, you can easily talk about um, some short-term interim um, activities that the organization has created to address new gaps or existing gaps in services for your clients. Um, it's also really good to let people know about capital campaigns and, and the, the status of capital campaigns. If you're talking to a donor who has given money, let them know that those funds are protected, mm -hmm. that you are not tapping those funds for these short-term intermediate hiccups that the world is experiencing, that you and, and the board and the management team um, know this organization is sustainable. They're going to be around a long time. That wish list, that vision for the future, why you were um, exercising the capital campaign, that is still in place. And that will also um, help the, the person at the other end of the phone understand the sustainability of your organization. You don't have to ask. You can tell a story. And uh, if they're able to help out with something, usually you know, people like to give. The humanity in all of us is that we want to give. Yeah. So they may just volunteer voluntarily uh, give you a little bit more. We hope so. We hope so. Um, yeah. You know, th you bring up a really good point there, which goes back to some of the other things that we talk about a lot at the board builders. Um, and recently has been a topic for us, this concept of owners versus customers, right? And so I think as a board member, uh, if we keep in mind that, that framework of uh, our owners are concerned with keeping our organization lasting and keeping it going into perpetuity, that's a message that we need to make sure is going down to our most engaged donor groups, right? I mean, that's an right. important piece for them. And you, you, you hit on that beautifully. So thank you for, for laying that out there for us. Sure. The, uh, the other piece that, um, that I think is really important right now, and you talked about this too a little bit, so we won't spend a lot of time on it, but people do want to help. I mean, especially now when, when things have been upheaved and even as we start to reopen in, in most of the states here in the, in the United States, there's still this feeling of like, well, what do I do? Like, what can I do now to feel like I'm making some kind of an impact and having some kind of a difference? And um, so that being able to have that conversation and, and um, tell that story to folks to give them an opportunity to see how they can help, that's really important right now. Yes, and you know, um as you do the outreach, as the organization does the outreach, um, it, every communication doesn't have to be an ask. Right. Again, it can be the story. Um, showing pictures of how your clients are being, um, are, are being um, serviced and, and treated. Uh, showing, showing pictures of how volunteers are pitching in and, and going to a, another level of engagement. Those tell the story uh, that the ask doesn't have to. So, um, but people, generally feel and have empathy for each other when they see people struggling with life. And, and certainly this has impacted so many people in so many different ways. So then the other, the other piece of this whole thing is um, there, there may be some concern and some fear as a board member about whether or not people in our organization want to hear from us. You know, should we be contacting them? Is now the right time to actually out, reach out for anything? And the good news is, is that Actually, yeah, yes. More than ever, people want to hear from you and want to know that you're you're there, right? You know, it's funny. People, um, I think, donors, uh, volunteers, members of organizations, 
they are interested in the organization and they want to hear how everybody's doing. They want to hear how the organization is doing, how the constituents are doing. So they expect your outreach. So don't disappoint them. <laughs> this is not the time to be shy. Um, let them know how the organization is doing, maybe how you've regrouped, how you've gone virtual, what your reopening might look like, um, what, what new kinds of services or how you've been able to respond as an organization, how the staff is doing. I'm sure that they have relationships with the staff. They've gotten to know people over time. So let them know how the staff are doing. Uh, maybe throw in a banana bread recipe, right? I mean, everybody is um, trying to look for commonalities and things to share. Um, but yes, this is the time, as I, we said in the beginning, this is a time about relationships and connections. So do not, you want to tether your members, your donors, your stakeholders close to the organization. And you can do that in a variety of ways. So we know that we know that our constituents want to hear from us. Um, what's as a board member, what makes sense for me in terms of like how do I segment and prioritize outreach? Like where do I know how do I know where to go first? Sure. You know what? You have to lean into your staff. I'm mm. sure that there are, um, and that's really like the front wheel, back wheel. That's kind of a, um, of a back wheel function is let the, the fundraising team, the staff team um, develop your segments, make assignments so that when you get your assignments and, and list of people to call, you know that they have been vetted and they are the appropriate list for you. Um, certainly as you are out and about, as you're networking, you certainly know what's happening with the organization and, and you can talk about it proudly. Uh, but when the or when the, the staff give you your list of, of phone calls or of outreach, those then you know that those are the right people to do, uh, right people to, to reach out to. Absolutely, absolutely. Okay, so, so lean in, lean in and uh, do your assignments as a board member. Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> You've got it to do, come on. Yeah, yeah, get it done. Um, and then the, probably kind of a follow-up in this is like, uh, look, there's a lot of new tools out there and, and we're all connecting differently, a lot of Zoom happening. Um, yeah. Use your digital but don't get lazy with it. What, what do we mean by don't get lazy? For sure, you know, um, uh, understand how the, the digital works so that when you're in a meeting, when you're having a Zoom or a Google Meet or whatever platform you're using, um, you understand uh, how, how to use it. You don't want a um, unstable Wi-Fi or an audio problem to disrupt the flow of the conversation as you're trying to stay connected and build relationships with these folks. So understand your technology, have a plan for the call. Uh, it doesn't have to be an agenda that you publish in advance, but you have to know in your head, what are your objectives? What are your outcomes that you're looking for? Um, and, uh, and, and understand the technology so that everybody is um, being able to focus on the conversation. That's awesome. That's so that's so helpful uh, because it would be really easy to just kind of say, and eh, we'll have a Zoom meeting and, you know, you show up and nobody really knows what they're doing or what they're supposed to be saying or talking about. And and unfortunately, these platforms make it too easy to do that. Yeah. Right. Because yeah. it really is one click and you set up a meeting. So, right. yeah, just take a minute and prepare. Yeah, that's perfect. That's perfect. It's, it's just like um, it's like it's like the advice that everybody gives you when you start working from home. Right. Like keep a routine still like get yourself ready and, and get prepared as if you were going to go somewhere else, not in your basement or in your bedroom or whatever your new place <laughs> has been. Um, right. Keep some routine, do that, do the thing. Like you always did the thing. You're just using a different tool. Right. 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 Exactly. So there's you're not, you're not just working from home. You're working from home during a crisis, trying to be productive. Right. So, right. <laughs> so Which, give yourself, give yourself a break and so, you know, it's okay to have some boundaries. Those are pretty, those are very, yeah, those are very different things. Right. The definition. <laughs> Um, right. So I've got up on the screen for folks right now, those that can want, that can see anyway. Um, I wanted to go through real quick 
the last, let's see, one, two, three, four, five bullets. Uh, I threw them up there for everybody so they can see them. They can see us as well. Um, but it, really, it's it's kind of like the five things uh, that we would say to stay focused on in terms of a board. Uh, do you want to help me walk through those? The first one I know is stay sure. connected to your people. Right. And, you know, it's really about stay connected to your own frontline heroes. And those are the people who are uh, manning the, the station. They are um, they are answering the phones. They are helping constituents out. They are um, coaching and, and having those same conversations with sensitivity and compassion um, that you are having with them. Right. You're having them with your staff. Your staff is having it with them. So they are your organization's frontline heroes. Stay in touch. Give a shout out. Express appreciation. Let them understand. Let them know that you understand that they have challenges in their own life due to this virus, due to this crisis, and yet they are finding time and energy and commitment to stay true to the cause. And we already talked a little bit about remaining visible. You know, that's really centered around and making sure that people know that your board is working on this and that the organization is being mission uh, mission focused and, and keeping right. that in mind, right? Right. Mm -hmm. Just, you know, share how the organization is responding to the crisis, um, you know, and that has probably evolved, you know, back in March or in the beginning, um, everybody, you know, was scrambling. How do you just convert to a virtual organization? But then you create a pace and, and you actually get some innovation and you think of some new kinds of ways to serve your constituency and um, how you're having meetings and how you continue to engage volunteers. So that message can be repeated a number of times mm -hmm. over time because it's a different story. Yep, absolutely, absolutely. The next one on here is uh, just messaging. What do we mean by that? Well, it's about, you know, telling the different story, um, making sure that you are focused on if you if you need to fundraise for short term needs, then focus on that. Um, if you are calling and just informing and doing a, a, a care call, then adjust the message that way. So, again, in your pre planning before the call, understand what your goals are and um, and, and how you're going to approach the conversation. And then our, uh, next on our list here uh, is one, one of my favorites because it's like it's the thing that you tell everybody when it comes to fundraising. Keep asking. <laughs> That's right. You know, if you don't ask, you don't get. Yep. Um, but some interesting things that you can throw in there are, you know, have board members given in out of cycle uh, contribution levels. Um, you know, if, if board members are committed to the cause, board members understand the need, board members are able to see the long-term value and sustainability of the organization, and they are giving extra money now, that's that's a testimonial. And then also you can talk about the um, issue with capital campaigns. Reassure people that uh, capital campaign money is staying put. It's not being drained for other kinds of uh, activities. That long-term vision of the organization and the capital campaign funding, the things that it will get you will still be part of the long-term vision and activity. Yeah. You know, I, we just yesterday, actually, I sat on a board meeting with my college and one of the most important things coming out of that was, um, you know, they gave an update on, um, a, a recent capital campaign and just knowing that one, it was, it was, um, hopeful and gave me great positivity to know that giving was still really close. I mean, they were still really close to original goals in spite right. of COVID. Um, right. but the other thing is, like you said, it's, it's, it's safe. We're not going to use it for anything, you know, that we need to do right, right away. Um, uh, it's for right now. We're, we're, we're good. Your money's safe. What you gave for is safe. And that feels really good. Now, the other thing here is about, um, 
tech savvy. You show off your tech savvy and using for virtual meetings. Talk to me a little bit about that. Well, we talked a bit about, you know, these plat platforms make it so easy to be able to do one click. But unfortunately, some people don't know what the second click is or, or how to back up if the third click doesn't go well. So, you know, they have a couple practice sessions and have your um, have your staff team walk you through the platforms. Um, make sure you know how to connect. Make sure you know how to create appointments. Um, make sure that you're giving out the right URL um, link so that when it's time for the meeting, both parties are on the same platform at the same time. So it really is about just being purposeful and um you know, using some technology, but there's also then the piece about social media and the organization needs to communicate differently. We're in a no touch environment, right? So there's nobody doing really face-to-face -face things except, you know, maybe some uh, coaching or some, you know, personal services that are part of the organization's role. Um, so think about how to use social media and how to attract attention and, and how to get messages out. So technology can be used both for the meetings, but it can also be for the message in the story. Okay, so, you know, obviously I'm a little bit biased uh, because I was part of this conversation, but some of my favorite pieces of this uh, really were around uh, two things. Number one, Bernadette was really um, key on this idea that now is not the time to hide. And I think as board members, sometimes you can get this kind of paralysis and feel like, ooh, we shouldn't be out there. We need to step back. We don't want to be part of that. But that's really not what you want to do right now. You need to be out there and be visible. And I love that, uh, that take. And I think it's really important uh, for board members right now. The other thing that I think we all forget uh, but we we all feel uh, inherently is this concept that, you know, people really do want to help. Like they want something and they want a purpose. And I think that as board members, we need to keep that in, in mind and make sure that we are giving people those opportunities to help. Absolutely. And one of the things that Bernadette said that really resonated with me, in fact, I wrote it down, is that the humanity in all of us is that we want to give. And that's so powerful. People are looking for opportunities. So make sure you're sharing yours. I've been chatting with some of our colleagues who also serve on boards and they've mentioned how they're, they're asking their staff, they're asking their chief staff officer or executive director how they can help, but everyone's overwhelmed. So you're not always gonna be able to pick out something specific. So if you are a board member, offer something specific, especially if you can make donor calls or help the organization make new connections. Right, right. And the, you know, the biggest thing, take action, be present, be visible and keep asking. Absolutely. You have to ask. Fundraising is only going to get more challenging here as we go. And I just um, hope that as board members, we all can keep some of these tips in mind and, and uh, keep kind of growing and learning um, along this journey. As a board member, you're part of a governing team doing amazing things. And we would love to hear from you. Send us a message on any of our social media or email us and let us know what you've been up to. We want to hear all of it, the successes, the challenges, and the progress. And from all of us at The Board Builders, I just want to say thank you for the opportunity to be your guide on your journey to a better board experience. Mm -hmm.